1: Welcome back to Dum Dum's 2099, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons & Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan, Declan, and Honor System are trying to sneak into MechFest, and it's been a disaster. Bourbon got captured smuggling Declan's scope and ammo, so Declan has to steal him from security. Alan's having trouble acting like Tiffany, and Honor System got busted trying to sneak into the loading dock. Will they all be killed before their plan even starts? Find out next on Dum Dums & Dragons. Dragons. 2099.
2: I also need to get inside. I will help you move the boxes. A robot in a tuxedo? Are you one of the presenter bots? I am not. <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> well, you're looking sharp, but look, if you can lift a box, I don't really care how you're dressed. I can lift several boxes. Well, then fucking lift some several boxes! And he, he turns, he just like grabs an elf's ears as she walks by and he's like, look at that robot. He's dressed nice. He could be inside like me, having whatever free drinks a robot can get and getting laid by whatever would robot, which is how I feel about me. I also don't know. But instead, <laughs> he's out here lifting boxes. And what are you doing? You're not lifting boxes. And you can see she's, like, dragging an incredibly heavy box. She's like, yeah, uh, y- y- yes, sir, I'm trying. Good. Well, be more like Tuxedo Bottle. Wear. Hey, Tuxedo, get over here. Start lifting.
2: And I will walk over. Uh, and say my name is Honor System, and I will pick up a box.
3: I don't really care about your name. I just need some boxes
2: lifted. What's wrong with you? Lift them quick! Take them inside. And I take it inside. Like, I have my like sword resting like atop the top of the <laughs> box, and I like walk it in. Man, that robot sure has a weird cane.
3: <laughs> I hope it has structural materials inside. Tyler, I'm gonna say you you get in, but I'm gonna need a check from you as you move in because basically he's creating a ruckus on the, the loading dock. But the second you're inside, you're in the guts of the the yeah. arena. Yeah. So what do you? think honor system does as soon as he gets inside there's more guards in here you can tell they're having a hard time maintaining
2: control because of how much shit is coming and going Mm -hmm. but what do you do basically as soon as i get in put the box down and kind of break from the flow of this traffic of people loading and unloading stuff and start to make my way over to any lone guard that i can see are you bringing (laughs) your sword yeah i set it down and i and i pick up my sword and i'm i'm on my way go ahead and roll me a stealth check i think this is just a flat stealth check just straight Seven.
3: Okay, so you're able to kind of move between the the shadows. Honestly, the tuxedo helps soften the noise from from your movements. Eventually, you make your way up to a security droid, so like a samurai bot. You recognize what would have been the, the kind of sword you would have used, as well as a standard suppression blaster. So mm. similar to what you put on and Sherbert, like the stun guns from uh, Minority, Minority Report. Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like concussive blast meant to knock people out, not to kill them. Right. Yeah. So he's got that in one hand, sword in the other, and you can tell that he's scanning things. What's odd is he's actually a fairly attentive droid. The catch is you can see he's actively scanning what all the boxes are, right. not necessarily who the people are. So kind of weirdly, like tunnel vision almost. Yeah. Even he's though at very specific, things. but he's getting a lot of data incoming yeah. that he's scanning through. So even though he is very attentive, he's not paying attention to his
2: surroundings as much as what's being carried through. What do you do? If he's looking at boxes being moved through and stuff like that, I want to pull him away from his post. So I'm going to hang back kind of among some stacked crates and things like that. Uh, And I'm just going to knock a box over and kind of hide in the shadows. So the box goes down. He begins to move backwards. Like he's not taking his eye off
3: the scan Mm -hmm. because he's having to scan a lot of QR codes as they kind of pass through his, his vision. Right.
2: But when he gets back, he kind of feels behind him for the box and then turns to look down at it. And I'm just going to come up with the sword and try to cut his head off. <laughs> cool.
3: So go ahead and...
2: I feel like that might actually be an execute.
1: So the theory on execution from what I read close up was with if viewer within five feet and you spent a minute getting ready, then it would qualify as execution. This is,
3: almost seems to me that you're like standing over... Like this is almost a... Yes, yeah. He leans down and you headsman him, right? Yeah. Let's do an execute then. For a sniper, it's 3d6 plus you drop the lowest because
1: it's an advantage oh, strike. Oh, okay,
3: yeah. So take... yeah. Can I borrow a d6? So it's a skill check for your... Yes, And Uh, and, uh, Tyler, I'll say you can add plus one to this because I think this is something you've done before. Total of ten. With no... Difficulty whatsoever. Legion just slices cleanly through his head.
2: The head kind of drops to the ground. And I think you can like, catch it with your foot. The sword comes through, and then I go one handed on the sword. I catch the head with my hand, and I kind of like stick my foot out as the body's falling and like catch it like a soccer ball kind of just like <laughs> ease it down to the ground with my foot. Nice. Um,
3: so I assume fairly quickly you drag him behind the boxes. So yes. you now have his uniform, which sadly isn't a tuxedo. You Um, win some, you lose some. Largely because (laughs) Typhus wants to show off its engineering. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the only thing that the droids have is almost like a fancy scarf uh, with the Typhus logos on it and a Karate Kid style bandana with... The Typhus logo dead
2: center. Okay. <laughs> then I, I put those two articles on. I stuff my tuxedo like into a box, into a crate. The one other thing I just want to offer you
3: is with your new hacker package, you could probably brain jack into this droid's head if you wanted to access any of its data.
2: I guess since the head's nice and portable, yeah, I'll just scoop it up and quickly tap into it and see what I can, so what I can glean. From the, from the records it's been scanning, a lot of them
3: are heavy duty military grade weapons pieces. You get the sense that they're a little too much for the previous generation of mech that you're aware of, but for whatever the new one is, this would likely be a reasonable upgrade. But more importantly, you can see pieces that would seem to suggest that a railgun is one of the armaments of the new mech. Thank you. You're welcome. You also see a timer on the bot. There's one that kind of suggests when, when the announcement is. But for some reason there's also a full recall code that has been programmed into it for midnight tonight. Recall codes are generally anytime Typhus needs to recall all droids back to sort of central processing facilities, that's the time they do it. Usually it's for recalls or for maintenance. And usually it isn't used. It's like it's not like they can press it and every droid would come back. Whoever mm. controls the droid has that. But for some reason this
2: one seems to be set to be recalled back to factory at midnight. Back to factory at midnight. Can I, for lack of a better term, upload that counter to my own kind of yep, totally. heads up display? leaving the head behind. Yep, definitely. Yeah? Okay. I I
3: think like particularly because this thing has been like disconnected, I think brainjacking it and quick copying mm. its most recent stuff is very easy. Okay. Much harder if it had any resistance or it still had power, but given that right. you're just kind of stealing files off a off a dead system, I okay. think that's
2: fine. Okay, then uh, I'll hop on uh, the comms then for the first time since breaking away from the group and just um say something is going to happen at midnight. This samurai bot had a countdown timer recalling it back to the factory. This is highly unusual for security. At an event such as this.
1: Yes, it's very questionable. But I mean, Typhus, once he's got her and might be making a move. So good for us to get out in front of it. Uh, Alan somehow lost Bourbon Sherbert because she gave a terrible answer at security. So I'm trying to steal back my rifle. She's moving ahead. I have
2: a disguise. I will keep a lookout for Bourbon Sherbert.
1: Excellent. We need to rendezvous once I get Bourbon out. Of the- Wait, can you go into a confiscated materials room? Do you have clearance for that?
2: Can I check the head for clearance? Sure. What, what's what's it clear to, uh, uh, to do?
3: Can you roll me a security check? So roll me 2d6, and it'll say you can add 2 because you're pulling from a deadhead. head. Uh, 10. Okay, yeah, it doesn't work in a sort of secure room, but it wouldn't be outside the realm for a robot like this to walk in, particularly
2: if it found contraband. The protocols for this robot are to locate contraband and bring it to the security room. Allow me to find some contraband.
1: Perfect. If you want to meet me,
2: I actually am wearing my blade and they forgot to scan me at security. So you could just take that. Excellent. I'm also wearing some of your gun parts inside me. Yeah, but we need to be able to bring those out. I will. I will carry them openly as contraband to the security room.
1: I think if you come get the knife, you can leave the knife in the room and come out with other sneaky things. Otherwise, you'd have to leave the gun parts unless you put it back in you, which seems like it'd take some time. There's options.
2: I was planning on killing everyone in the security room.
0: <laughs>
1: it's it's right up front. We do not need to body fill the place at the beginning because remember, we're supposed to be able to sneak.
0: Yeah, that might go noticed.
1: As long as we make our move before midnight. We're going to make our move when they announce the wedding. Remember the plan? <laughs> Honor system.
2: (laughs) You're getting so excited about the murder. We'll go with that plan. So honor system will just be like, I understand. I will find you. And get the knife. So Alan, you are walking the grounds. And- I took the
3: cane from you, just to be clear. Mm. We didn't say that,
2: but I need that if we're going to build a <laughs>
3: rifle. Fair enough. Right. Uh, so you're walking the grounds. What do you think you'd be doing kind of leading up to the beginning? Now that you're kind of on sort of the main showroom floor, mm-hmm. it really does feel like a large convention hall with small kiosks kind of throughout that are demonstrating the, the latest and greatest. So Most of them are kind of podiums with the object floating above them. So if it's like, oh, look, here's our new optics Mm -hmm. implant, blah, blah, blah. However, if it's something that needs demonstration or if it's something that's slightly tackier, they have like bigger and bigger setups. You get the sense that kind of the bigger the setup, often the worse the product. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the CNE, you go into like, uh, which for those of you who don't live in Canada, is the Canadian National Exhibition, which is like, a big kind of pseudo carnival and there's just a giant convention center filled with weird as seen on TV shit that you don't really want or need. And it's just, yeah, it's literally like if it's a good product, it's a tiny booth. If it's garbage, it's somehow a corner of a building. Yeah. So it's that kind of vibe. So you can definitely see some like very cheap robots. You can see some cheap weapons and they have like big demonstrations. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot. There's like a guy using a slap chop being like, look how much stuff you can, you can cut so fast. Mm -hmm. It's certainly odd to see a, a CEO walking around, but I also think most people don't know what new Tiffany Rathburn looks like. Right. Most of the photos that have been on the vid feeds have been pre-surgery Tiffany. Mm-hmm. as that classic, like, a recent photo kind of thing. So you're actually vaguely incognito. What kind of stuff do you think you would want to do? Again, you can see everything from guns to robots to heavy weaponry to kind of personal assistant machinery, mm-hmm. um, as well as, in some cases, there are some mechs um, that are mm-hmm. kind of smaller. A lot of them seem to be non-functional but more kind of proof of concept pieces Mm. that are on display.
0: I think I want to play this kind of neutral, but also want to be like, I'm taking a sincere interest in the future of this Mm -hmm. world and the future of technology. Mm -hmm. So I think I would be making my way to the smaller booths and okay. just being like so what do you have to show me <laughs>
3: great so can you roll me please a we're gonna call it an investigation check 2d6 and honestly i'm gonna let you add two because i think alan is legitimately a curious person also i <laughs> oh, think yeah. the future is also fascinating so this is yeah. kind of a this is
0: like also yeah this, this is serving wh- alan's interest. <laughs> this isn't, isn't a
3: hard a hard thing for you to fake no 10. So as you begin to wander around, the mechs that you're observing seem to be, again, prototypes. So it's not as though they're functional. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of, this is what the final product will look like. What you notice is they look kind of like one or two generations previous to even the last mech you saw outside. So more like the night than like the, mm-hmm. the, the helicopter on legs. It seems that a lot of these companies are really, like Typhus is really a dominator in this field. Uh, there seems to be a new generation of iPal, uh, the iPal 2. Ooh. Um which is a much sleeker version. If Bourbon Sherbert is like kind of one of those like flubber robots from the remake of Flubber with Ron Williams or one of the like the senate droids from from Star Wars, these are like much sleeker in Warhammer we'd be talking like Tau, but they almost look like uh, manta rays, like they're mm-hmm. just very sleek lines whereas Bourbon is kind of like a football made of robot parts. Okay. This is beautiful. It's it's really slick.
0: So more advanced than Douchebot.
3: Uh, yes, and yeah. Bourbon. They're both, yeah, they're, the, both so the they're both the iPal 1. This is the iPal okay. 2. It's like much slicker. Mm-hmm. So I
0: take particular interest in that.
3: The major upgrade they've added to this one, in addition to more cameras, because you can never have enough cameras, <sighs> is they're equipped with a small 3D printer. So Ooh. part of their purpose is if you're like, I need a cocktail, they can just print you a glass and then vomit cocktail into it, right, as opposed Ooh. to having to go and obtain the items. Also, because it is slicker, you can almost see that this new iPal is being sold almost more as a fashion accessory. Hmm. Uh, There really does seem to be a sense of, like, let's make this thing gorgeous, not just functional. You also see there's a sniper rifle-style weapon called the Icebreaker. Its big advantage is it has a a small fusion core that fast manufactures bullets. (laughs) So it's a high-impact weapon meant to punch through armor and droids. With a self-generating ammo system. That said, it is still in prototype because the quantum generator that creates these things is highly unstable. But, you know, everyone's toting is like, it's the future of weapons. But also, it's the future of the weapons in the way that we think robots in our current era Mm -hmm. are like the future of weapons. Where it's like, it can open a door, but it also falls over on stairs. (laughs) Like, this thing is like, oh, man, if you could get this to work, it'd be incredible. Unfortunately, the thing that makes the bullets could explode. But anyway, it's very sleek. It's very nice. You get the sense Declan would like it. You also encounter, there seems to be a large laser cloaked corner of the room. You know that like mm. most of the big reveals are supposed to happen up on stage, um, but this is like a laser cloaked section that has a large Typhus logo imposed on it. Mm-hmm. So you get the sense that Typhus may be revealing other major products other than mechs. Okay. And you're not sure what those are because they weren't really on any of the manifests you mm-hmm. saw, but you also know that things were redacted since you're still yeah. a Rathburn. Uh, so those are the major things you find.
0: I want to ask for the iPel two prototype.
2: Oh boy. Can I have it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, seriously. Just
2: drunken Tiffany, like Have you
0: spent time with CEOs? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I haven't. I, I can't say I have. <laughs> <laughs> this is well within the range of yeah. just like I like this thing you've got. What if I
1: take one? Yeah. All right, TV says,
0: "I pal, please." <laughs> I'd like to try that out.
3: Fuck! I don't even think I need to make you roll for that. That really does kind of make sense. Okay. You, uh, the salesperson, kind of goes goes back and comes out with an iPal 2 too for you. Mm-hmm. Um, visually, think kind of like a manta ray with a giant central socketed eye that allows it to kind of look around. Beneath it, it's got kind of small gimbaled arms. Looks almost like a jellyfish. Mm. Um, so just like little mechanical pieces to allow it to do kind of more complex functions than a standard iPal. And it's got that like weird plastic that's always on shiny things. Like it's on you know whenever you get like anything with a screen. So like you, you the salesperson is like quickly peeling yeah, it off. Yeah, 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 She's yeah. Like, you really don't. Most people just leave it on. It looks really stupid. Yeah. You really gotta as it like frays really at the edges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she yeah. just peels all that off, <laughs> and uh, she says, "Okay, so you'll just need uh, to activate it. We'll just need a genetic signature." So she flips it up, and there's clearly kind of like a hand scanner mm-hmm. piece. So you scan your hand, and it runs Tiffany's genetic yeah. profile. So the iPal says like, "One moment, please." And you can see it kind of scanning, 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 and then it says, "Loading most recent profile." And immediately, it's like, "Yo, what's up? It's so good you brought me back online, bro. I haven't seen you in forever. What's up? Yo, is this a new body?"
0: Hello, douchebot. <laughs>
3: Yo, you sound hella sober. What the fuck is wrong
0: with you? Well, I didn't have you with me.
3: Damn right you didn't. And then it tries to spray liquor uh, into your mouth um, with a little, like, nozzle. But unfortunately, because it's clearly dry, it's like, yo, bro, where's my booze at? And the salesperson's like, oh, um, okay, you have an aggressive personality imprint <laughs> on this one. That is that is a choice. Uh, Okay. We don't have any liquor here because we're a business, but uh, <laughs> over there is Monsto Battery, the energy drink liquor hybrid that I, I know your previous oh, iteration of your IPAL used to hawk on those ads, and he's just off like a shot, like he's just you know, I'm going to Booze Town, <laughs> and no, he he just flies away. But congratulations, right. Alan, <laughs> you now have yet another companion. You have Billy Fingers, you have Bourbon <laughs> Sherbert, and you have Douchebot Two. <laughs> douchier bot. Fucking hell. (laughs) Who also is not aware of our ruse. Yeah. (laughs) So we cut back to... This is um, unexpected. (laughs) Honestly, for me too. Um, (laughs) We cut back to Declan and Honor System. Uh, Honor System, you've received the blade Declan I assume you're just kind of like hanging out nearby yeah pretty much what is your nonchalant lurking I feel like you're probably bad at like you're good at hiding for snipery things but I'm just trying to think like you in a James Bond movie is is kind of hilarious and weird because he's aware he can't do nothing because when he does nothing it looks like he's waiting to commit
1: a crime so I think he it's a really good way of putting it he like leans back against the wall and takes out his data slab and then he's just like typing and reviewing things that he would believably review like it's always got to fall in that realm which is like he's looking at like what's available in the location right now. Like, are there any specific gunner droid manufacturers he should visit in the floor? But he's always listening to Honor System. And I'm imagining we've overheard Alan ask for an iPal, <laughs> and we can't hear the douchebot side, but we could hear her say, hello, douchebot, and I realize what she's done. <laughs> and I have to, like, subcom to uh, Honor System, and I'm like, System, you know as much about these iPals as I do. Do you think if we took Bourbon Sherbert's coding... Out of the robot he's in, we could put him in a new body. He said he couldn't escape that friggin' body spray anyways.
3: Roll me like a fix check, please. Or program, if you got that. Yeah, I've got program. Okay. That is a crit fail. No! Oh, nasty. So no, you can't. It would be impossible to upload his profile. Honor system, can you roll me a check, please? Just as being a robot. And add two. This is a history check. Eleven. So, because you literally record everything you see and think, Mm -hmm. you recall that when Bourbon Sherbert first came online after you'd kind of kidnapped Alan and we're we're dealing with that, after Declan threatened to shoot him in the head (laughs) as he does, Alan scanned her DNA into Bourbon. And as a result, Bourbon locked to her. Mm -hmm. So conceivably, if Alan were to drop the genetic profile of Tiffany, because she's now in the system, so she could actually theoretically scan into an iPal 2 and Bourbon would be transferred to that body. So you can't take the programming out because it's like it's built to not allow that. But, but if we reset in a same Douchebot. It like, well, reset Douchebot or got another one. But yeah, let's go with reset Douchebot because that's yeah. narratively more interesting. But it is literally like getting a new phone and going, I can transfer my data over. The only catch is it would mean dropping the genetic profile of Tiffany. And I'm going to say for narrative flavor's sick that if she drops that, then she's got Alan. Still looks like Tiffany, but she's got Alan's genetic profile for the duration. So what do you want to do with that information?
1: I think realistically you would probably just say that to Alan if you're on our system. Yeah. Like I don't see him yeah. like sitting on a secret or
2: deciding not to tell no. Oh, someone, no, yeah, right, so I remember you, you, you asked, right? So, um, so I'll, I'll patch over now to Alan and basically relay that information saying, you know, Alan, if you are comfortable shedding your identity, your genetic identity as Tiffany, you should be able to upload Bourbon Sherbert to your iPal too.
0: Thanks, on System.
2: Admittedly, you don't
0: know what you're going to have to not touch. Not now. Not yeah. now. Yeah. Hold uh, off, going in wait. case of emergencies. Yes.
3: As you subterraneanly say that, you feel a kind of like soft tap on your shoulder. And as you turn, you're just sprayed in the face with <laughs> Monster Battery. Um, to you in slow motion as Alan's face is just pummeled with this horrible sickly sweet stuff that tingles you just wonder if maybe, just maybe, this is what those goblins felt when you threw Acid Splash at them for the first time. And honestly, as this this kind of horrible stuff, somehow gets in your mouth and like it tastes like chemical sadness, you start to think, you know what? Maybe Acid Splash would have been better than this. <laughs> um, we cut back to honor systems. So you've managed to do this as you walk across the threshold. You're greeted by three samurai bots and a goblin record keeper who's just kind of like taking care of various things. It's basically like, you know, you may have seen these in stadiums, but those like little electronic shelves where you can lock phones, Mm -hmm. it's that kind of system. So they're just taking anything that's contraband and just stuffing it in those. They're in the process of like stuffing bourbon sherbet into a large box. Just as you come in, you see them slam the door and they say, hello, have you obtained new contraband
2: for us to store? I have. And I present the combat knife and then I'm linking over to Declan to just say, um, Bourbon Sherbert is here. How would you like to proceed? I
1: don't know. Is there a way for you to, like, get him out? Maybe somebody important needs him. There are three guards here. I cannot lie. Tell them you need Bourbon Sherbert for a very important mission involving Grace and Typhus.
2: And I say exactly that. I say I require Bourbon Sherbert, and I point (laughs) over to what they see as douchebot. I require Bourbon Sherbert for a very important mission regarding Grace and Typhus. That is strange. We did not receive any communication from Grayson Typhus. Also, what is a bourbon sherbet? We only have a douchebot. Bourbon sherbet is that iPal generation 1. You would not have received the mission because I am the only one who has received that instruction.
3: Why would you? We are all on the same network. In fact, I am having difficulty finding you. I am not on your network. That is impossible. All of us are on one network. I am not on your network. (laughs) Well, then I believe we have. And the goblin's like, just fucking stab him already!
4: Jesus!
3: (laughs) So the robot immediately flicks the blade around into kind of like a combat grip Mm -hmm. and jumps at you. So roll for initiative.
1: All lowercase. Go to shopify.com/dumdums d-u-m-b d-u-m-b-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs, and it is so shopify.com slash dumdums that's d-u-m-b-d-u-m-b-s if you open a store with shopify you're gonna be hearing that sound a lot hello friends it is i reginald local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once i'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the horde or our fortress or whatever they told me i had to do this and if i don't I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently if you chip in $15 a month you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh, Just go to patreon.com slash Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today. You can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds, apparently, in some kind of community. Please, just don't send scary things.
2: Not twenty. <laughs>
1: well, shit. <laughs> he has weaknesses,
2: but he has strengths.
1: Honor system.
0: <laughs> a lot of crits. This go. Not if you're me. <laughs> you had a crit fail.
2: I have crit failed. Oh, that's <laughs> what she means by crits. At both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, that's not. That's not how people use that term.
3: I just, know.
0: I just wanted you feel included.
3: So honor system. This may come as a surprise, but you're up first. So he leaps at you, but he is but a slave to his programming, whereas you
2: having become conscious have uh, have an edge. Yes. So what do you do? I would like to strike first. I, w- I would like to just for a cool factor, kick his sword back into its scabbard before he can draw it and yes. then slice out at him. All right. yes. gonna say, are you going to activate Oni mode? Uh, uh, yeah. I don't telegraph it quite as much with the old like 90s text-to-speech voice, but the, the ogre face flicker on on my visor. Sure. Uh, and you almost hear like like when a, a computer starts to work hard, you hear the fan goes. It just goes like...
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hear the goblin go, my moon hammer. It's beautiful. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <Ha>. <laughs> Nat one. So I'm going to use my special skill to make that an automatic hit for this scene because <laughs> Jesus Christ helped me. Um, so now I have an unusual request. If it's just turned from a miss, a miss roll into a hit... When I use Savage Frey, what happens? Because Savage Frey, basically any enemies adjacent to me that I have not attacked, they suffer shock damage if their AC is not too high for the attack. It's just an auto-success yeah, on all of them. Yeah, you know what? Them?
3: Okay, yeah, I'll give that to you. Shock damage, though, I will say, we used it slightly incorrectly in Yes, in we the did modify fight, it as a... But that was also because it was a super badass scene, and then mm. also I didn't want to roll 55 guys, like, <laughs> failing to hit you, because they realistically weren't going to. Right. Mm. Um, so what shock means is basically they'll all take two points of damage from you just kind of being a whirling dervish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's fair, given that you've kind of blown your, like, once a session kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yes, uh, I'll allow you to deal the two to both
2: droids and a goblin. Okay. You get it too and you get it too. Well, I, I did successfully hit the yep, one that so I'm go attacking ahead and roll well. your damage on the guy you're, you're fighting. So that's a 6 on that one.
3: You boot his blade back in, step forward and it's just a clean slash through the midriff. You manage to score kind of a lucky hit, mm-hmm. and uh, you sever a major processor. And you see him drop to one knee. There's the the blue screen of death error code, like <laughs> running across his face. Right. Hmm. Um, and uh, the droid actually falls down dead. Wow. Okay. At, at your feet, the other two draw their weapons, and um, they take damage. So that's two points to each of them. I'm gonna start vocalizing, Yelty
1: tell me when the droids are dying. Yeah. Right, they'll yeah. record me on the server if I come in
3: earlier. <laughs>
0: I imagine this is all happening as in like getting people to demonstrate things to me and it's You're like, just getting
3: booze sprayed in distraught. your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like outside right now like we smash cut to you and someone's like so as you can see the nano towel is very good at mopping up unwanted monster battery <laughs> and they're like patting your face with it and honestly you gotta say like it, it is pretty absorbent and, and pretty comfortable. Also given that you don't really come from a world of manufactured goods everything's just <laughs> So much softer here.
0: This is really nice. It's not burlap sack on my
3: face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, a balled up leaf. <laughs> it's just armor for
0: some reason. How else do you wipe in nature?
3: especially <laughs> cut back to the uh, the battle. The goblin. He's sort of standing there in awe. And as you slice through the first robot, you feel something kind of drip down your blade onto your hand, and you look, uh, and you've actually sliced across his throat as well. He only had one HP. So he is is just kind of holding his throat in awe, but also he's vaguely impressed. And then he kind of collapses backwards as well. The other two robots stand in to attack you. Uh, The first one is going to take a swing. What's your AC? 16. 16. So the first guy rolls a crit fail, so he goes to draw his blade, but he hadn't deactivated the uh, magnetic lock on it, Uh so it's just, like, jammed. The next one is going to go and take a swing at you. That will hit. So his blade will do seven points of damage. Okay, so this droid you can see is similar to you you in a lot of ways, slightly more worn than the other two. You get the sense that it's been in service longer, but there's also some patchwork that's been done to the chassis. So you can tell that it's seen a lot of action. You get the sense that it's it's a bit hardier than the other ones. Okay. Top of the round, uh, honor system. You're facing one guy whose blade is stuck in his scabbard and one who has dropped into kind of the badass samurai, like sword up by his
2: head. Right, okay. Pose. I'll go for the one that's more ready to fight me. (laughs) Okay, great. Go ahead and roll your attack. Uh, so that's a nat one. Ooh, and uh, it's the same scene. So I'm Jesus. I'm in trouble there. Jesus. Um, so you step in and take a, a strike,
3: but he very handily parries your blade away. Mm-hmm. And given that your hand is actually kind of bloody from the goblin's blood, uh, he's going to disarm you. Sure. Uh, so the blade kind of skitters away. That said, Declan's blade is at your feet. The droid that had it died. There's also the dead droid has a sword. Yeah, okay. So you've got a couple options. Brings us to the guy with the sword and scabbard. He deactivates the blade, draws it, and attacks. He will hit. That is three points of damage. The goblin continues to gush blood, and that brings us to the veteran robot. He will fail to hit. Uh, so he comes back from the flourish, She swings, but you're able to duck easily under his blade. Okay. Top of the round. Honor system. Uh, uh, are you picking up a weapon of any sort, or are you just punching? Yeah, him?
2: I'll, I'll pick up the closest sword to me, whether that's Legion, the combat knife, or okay. We'll say it's
3: the uh, dead droid. Dead blade. Droid, yeah. Okay. Uh, you have kind of a, a moment of horrible familiarity. It's the first time you've held one of these. We'll say they're like katana with a fine chain mm. tooth on it, so a little right. bit of a mix mm. between a katana and a chain sword from 40k. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's moving so quickly that to the naked eye, it's just a blade, a right, slightly I see. Yeah, 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 shaking blade. Okay.
2: All right. So it's back in your hand. It's a little bit like having an old friend back, but also a little bit like the bad old days. From stooping to pick that up, I'll just swing upward. Sure. Again, at the the bigger threat, this veteran uh, samurai bot. 13, that unfortunately will not hit. Uh, He
3: manages to parry the blade away, which brings us to the smaller one. Um, He's going to try and kind of lunge between the two of you. He fails with the strike, but then he's going to drop his blade and reach for Legion, which brings us to the veteran droid, who is now realizing it's pretty much like a to-the-death duel. So you hear his his kind of internal fan come on. Uh, He drops a slightly different Oni mask, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's going to uh, take a strike at you. He will miss... But you will take one point of shock damage okay. from being near his whirling dervish of mechanical action. Does uh, that
2: get reduced to zero, or do I take the one?
3: Uh, yeah, that'll reduce to zero. Okay. Top of the round, honor system. You've got one guy going for legion, you've got another guy locked in, in
2: close combat. Yeah, with no, I'm going to actually change targets and go after the guy that's trying to pick up the okay. sword. I'll give you advantage because he's turned away from you and <laughs> not paying attention. Okay. So that will be 17 to hit. Yes, that hits. Okay. Two damage to him, and I will also do Savage fray though.
3: Two all around. That's right. So he, he's shocked and damaged. He picks up Legion, and he's just going to kind of massive swing it at you. Uh, I'm going to give him disadvantage because he's not proficient with it, but it will do more damage if it hits. Okay. Oof, four and a three. So the blade is unwieldy for him, Mm. uh, given that it's a bit bigger. And as he swings it, it gets caught in a a filing cabinet. Um, (laughs) And uh, just like a sad emoji appears on his face. Nice. Um, Brings us to the veteran. So the veteran, the Oni mask shifts, and he drops into a different fighting stance. This isn't something you've seen before, Mm. but suddenly he takes two quick strikes at you with his blade. The robot's face will change from an Oni to sort of a Great Wave of Kanagawa-style oh, look. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Uh,
2: and then it'll take two quick, quick strikes. One will hit... Uh, and that's six points of damage. Down to five for me? Like, are you doing the math on the not damage reduction? I'm doing the reduction? math okay, on damage right. reduction.
3: Okay. Uh, top of the round, honor system. One thing I do want to include, because this hasn't previously been part of your skill package, because you have kind of the Borg-style mind jack, mm-hmm. you could attempt to mind jack this guy.
2: That is on the, yeah, that is something I've been thinking about. But it seems too dangerous to be like, I'm just going to put my hands on you. <laughs> yeah, also a terrible idea. Just wanted to make sure it was <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah. Possible. Stupid. I still have two foes, because the, the other guy hasn't gone down yet. He's currently struggling with Legion, which is trapped in a filing okay. cabinet. Okay. So it's trapped in a filing cabinet. Okay. I will try to finish him off then. Okay. So that's a 16 to hit. That'll hit. Oh, nice. Uh, and that's a seven damage. So with, plus Oni Mode, right? Well, yeah. With, with, with Oni Mode will hit, hit the other yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Still beautiful. <laughs> I'm just so <listening. laughs> <I'm> jealous. <laughs> so I think what happens is you
3: kind of look to him struggling with Legion and just put out a hand against Legion and swing it back at him. Uh, and it just, like, <laughs> swings back around and cleaves into him. And he falls over, kind of still holding the blade with a classic, like, question mark, exclamation mark on his, his right. face panel. And then he's still holding the blade that he's sunk into himself, kind of stumbles around and collapses to the ground dead. Okay. Um, so now it's just you and the veteran. Which brings us to the veteran. So taking two more water mode strikes.
2: One will hit. This could be it. Take three points of damage. Oh, baby. Okay. I'm still in this, if only just top of the round <laughs> honor system. I need to be making two attacks as well. So I, I, I need to grab Legion from this okay. guy yep. that I've just taken down. So I want to be holding the standard Samurai Bot mm-hmm. uh, chain blade uh, and Chain Tana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grab and, a Chain Tana and Legion. And I adopt a two sword fighting style. Okay. Wait, I go. want to attack. Go ahead. I'll give you two. Okay. On the first swing, 18. 18? Yep. And that's an 18 on the die, so that'll that'll yep, do both. Uh, it uh, and are they both one uh, da? That's what I say. The chain blade is a d6 plus a d4 because it's extra effective against armor. Got it. Legion is going to do four damage, and the chain blade is going to do eight damage. He had exactly 12 hit points. Are you kidding me? I'm not. You see it right here on this tiny little index uh, card. That's very lucky because
3: I had exactly two. Uh, so <laughs> you swing through with the Chantana and I think it carves across his chest which kind of opens up the cavity and then you just
2: stab directly through with Legion bringing it up through uh, mid-torso to just split the top of him in half. I want to come out Kind of if we're using human anatomy up like through the collar, I want to spare that head. You come up, cut through the shoulder as the body begins to fall apart. I
3: think you can drop the chain blade, grab the head. And I think at this point you're getting very good at just kind of jacking into... Uh, These things as it goes down. So kind of like you're gently bringing the body to the ground. And as you do so, you access the programming and you see something called wave protocol that you copy over into your code. And it basically is a secondary mode to Oni mode that will (laughs) allow you to make two strikes. You won't be able to do like the splash damage. Oh um, it, it changes savage fray to Yeah, basically it's in secondary operating mode. So okay. it makes you faster, but not as yeah, like, you don't cut in like large swaths. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're not like That's... a whirling
2: dervish of damage anymore. Right. you just if you're focused on one opponent, it'll give you the additional attack. That's very cool. As awesome as that is, I, I am immediately patching in to uh, Declan's uh, subdermal communicator. I think you can probably do both simultaneously. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're, you're a robot. You That's, can split your focus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just say, Declan, come to the security room.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to dash into the security room. It's I a gotta, mess. It's a fucking train wreck <laughs> is what this is. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I need you to get Bourbon Sherbert out and get his restraining bolt off. Uh... Uh, uh, and then I just, uh, (laughs) plug into, I imagine, is there some sort of feed or like a console or something there? Cause I want to know if we triggered any alarms with what the fuck happened here. Also, if there's a door, I'm shutting it. There's (laughs) There's a door and you can (laughs) shut it. Locking it for a moment.
3: So you shut it and lock it. No, there doesn't seem to have been any alarms. I mean, no one fired a shot and it's very loud outside. So this really is kind of like a secondary storage shed. Like it's not, it's it's not primary, it's not central security or anything. No alarms have gone off. I'll say you you like quickly take the goblin's ID badge and kind of like his his credentials. Great. He has like a world's best boss mug that <laughs> you probably look at with disdain. Yeah, I don't I don't like anyone who wants to be someone else's boss. <laughs> <laughs> so you can use the chip to pop open Bourbon Sherbert's chamber. When you do, you pull his chassis out, and you are shocked to find that there were three bullet holes through it. So Bourbon himself has been destroyed. Uh, However, you can still recover your gear.
1: Well, I'll recover my gear then, uh, and I'll sub-vocalize to Alan. So somebody shot Bourbon, so we don't have a Bourbon unless we re-gear iPal 2, just so you know.
0: He's good for now, though?
3: Well, I mean... mean, He doesn't exist for now, but we we have the code. Okay, we have the code. The personality would be backed up to the central server. So, yes, he's fine if in stasis. Yeah, he's essentially in stasis until we drop him into a new iPal.
0: Right, then keep him in stasis.
1: I literally can't we do have anything. Else. No choice. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, <laughs> Honor System, you're looking right fucked up. Like <laughs> he is a train wreck of a robot. Yeah. System, do you think we have enough time to put you back together, or do we need to get ultra shady and perhaps try to call in a typhus bot and you like take over their body?
2: Well, and we jam you into a new one. That's more of a question I want to just know for Tom. Like, how long would it take for me to? undergo repairs we could patch you up yeah but i'm not gonna let you get up back up to I'm full not gonna health. look good or anything
3: but uh no but i mean also the thing is as you've seen from these bots like the samurai bot has been in operation for a long time mm. so seeing samurai bots that have been patched up isn't uncommon okay so what's your max health 17 i would let you get up to 12 Okay. And I think based on what you're describing, Ryan, you kind of are focused more on cosmetic than deep fixes. We don't have time to
1: rebuild them and it's more important. They don't look at them and go, I think that robot killed people.
3: Yeah. So this is really a hatch job and I'm going to increase your crit threshold to on skill checks three on dice two. So oh, okay. if you roll snake eyes or a two and a one, then that's a fail. Okay. And if Just you roll I'm one, performing one or two the, and twenty diminished capacity. Uh, yeah, because there's there's some internal damage that isn't fixable without some like proper in human terms it would be like if you got shot in the shoulder, you might still be able to use your arm a bit, but you never know when that might mm-hmm. crap out on you.
1: Tom, while he's kind of patching himself up and I'll assist where I can, I've got my parts that I need out of bourbon sherbet and I've just like stowed them in different pockets. Can I yank the concussion gun that we built into bourbon sherbet out as like a two shot or is it just power charged?
3: No, you had to basically gut the gun to rewire it for for bourbon.
1: All right. So once we go outside, I'm going to need you to like break the handle off so nobody can open the door on our
3: system because there's a whole bunch of corpses in here. Understood. Can you roll me, Ryan, a notice check? Eight. A quick look at the computer that the goblin was using suggests that you could probably put out a, this office is full, please take further contraband elsewhere message.
1: Oh, perfect. I am fucking doing that. I'll fire up Pornhub. I want to hit, like, lockers full,
3: wherever that is. Sure. So you hit lockers full, and then on our system, you're jamming the door? Yes. Yeah. Once we're out, yeah. You guys go out, and we'll say that you use your oh, kind of... I was going to say, can I take the rifle parts out of him
1: while we're taking him apart and Yeah, putting together? Great. Yeah.
3: Is there, like, a duffel bag in any of the other lockers? Like, is there
1: something I could carry parts in? Yeah, sure. There's, like, a duffel bag full of cocaine. Perfect. I'll, so d- I'll just d- like <laughs> d- dump the cocaine. I'll dump the coke and be a little bit sad about it. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll put the gun parts in it so I can carry Sure. It.
3: Great. The one thing I will need from you, though, is can you roll me? This is basically a luck check. So Ooh. roll me 2d6. Yeah. Just give me a pure 2d6 roll, please. Five. So you're able to recover the parts, but between Bourbon being shot to death and honor systems, combat, and everything else, I'm going to say Frederick is slightly damaged. So I'm also going to increase your crit fail threshold to three. So you're still able to put them together, but on a roll of one to three crit fail and yep. I'm going to increase your odds of needing to reload from a D four to a D six. Cause on the D four, it was the roll of one. Great. So we'll swap, d6 we do one and two yeah what i think i'm getting at is it's not massive damage it's more like it's it's
1: hassle damage yeah Yeah. like
3: part of the the barrel was dinged and like you can't hammer it out right now and it's just like it's nothing that prevents the gun from working it just isn't as spotless as as it would have been
1: yeah i've got to do like slightly more math on the scope yeah yeah, like all that kind of stuff. exactly
3: or like a part of the scope is cracked so it doesn't really break the scope it just makes it harder to aim because you're like ah fuck i gotta yeah it's like having smudged glasses Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But
1: but for war. (laughs) Damn it, it smudged my war glasses.
3: Having obtained all of that, you head back out onto the floor, and I assume you go meet up with Tiffany? Yeah, I guess we can do that, because the droids
1: just seem to walk wherever they're needed, so we're fine there, yep. and I'm still in untouched, undamaged bodyguard mode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll just go meet Tiffany on the floor. We'll probably keep an eye out for any non-typhus war droids or mechs. We don't want anything that needs hard rounds in any of its weapons, because if we're jacking it, odds are it's not loaded, just sitting out for display. But if it's got anything that's like energy-based or more out there... Because we do have this little key where we're like, what's the thing we need to play for advantage at some point? So right, yeah. that's just sort of mm-hmm. unconsciously running through my head. The other thing I'd like to know on a an ongoing basis, Tom, is just if there's a house Dwerden box anywhere or if they have any tent uh, setups?
3: No, they're, uh, but it would also be from your knowledge of kind of how drower treated in 2099. It would be very, very strange to see them here. Okay, cool. In this world, the drower displaced people. So even though House Duorden is kind of making moves, ultimately what you'd more likely see is a small setup outside of MechFest. Nearby, okay, but yeah, outside. that makes sense. And then maybe someone inside handing out flyers and being a dick. That said, you do see a surprising amount of House Laka, who are from Waterdeep. They seem to be there in relatively large numbers. A lot of their technology seems to be more consumer-grade versions of the Typhus. So again, if Typhus is Apple... They're more one of those, like, odd off-brand phones that you can just kind of buy kiosks and things. Like, it's not even at the level of... The of, burner phone of our modern society. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of, kind of. So everything is is functional but cheaper. Okay. You do see some, like, battle droids. They're a little more Phantom Menace-y. Um, so not <laughs> as as well-built as Honor System or the Samurai droids. More so if you need grunt infantry, and you get the sense, Declan, from looking at them, that the theory would be these could replace human soldiers in the kind of meat grindery zones. There is a version of them with laser weapons, but uh, most of them are armed with, like, shotguns and, and that sort of thing. Horrifically, I think, for your honor system, they definitely look like they're built to explode in interesting ways. Okay. Um, But there are a variety of them. And there's like, here's the recon droid. Here's like the breach and clear droid, et cetera, et cetera. So you see a few of those. Can you roll me a notice check, please? And um, Alan, if you could roll me one as well.
0: Sure.
3: Uh, Alan, I'm going to give you a plus two because you've been spending a lot of time wandering around. Great. Seven. Eleven. I'm in heaven. Everything's a (laughs) gun. Holy shit.
0: Um,
3: So Ryan, what Declan notices that's a little concerning is from what you understand of the Battle of the Six Houses, Clan Fernand should theoretically have a large presence here, given that they have tight ties to Amazon. They're oddly absent, as is Amazon. You're not seeing much, if any, Amazon tech anywhere around. You're seeing a mm-hmm. lot of house Laka, which is strange. And Alan, I think for you, that's more so that you've been like, wow, I'm finding all these cheap versions of Typhus products. It's kind of odd. Hmm. Also, isn't there a guy made of bees? I want to see him. And like, there just isn't. Right. There doesn't seem to be any Amazon tech. So we'll sub-vocalize around. I (laughs) (laughs) sub-vocalize. I just think, I, I assume it's background uh, uh, feedback. I was going to say, yeah. t- like, Tiffany is leeching into her brain like she is becoming <laughs> it's like Revolver Ocelot and Liquid. It's just like, <laughs> uh, guys, I'm going to cast Mage Hand.
1: <laughs> okay, I don't know which one of us, but one of us is standing too close to one of the speakers. There's no Amazon here, which is fucked. And there's a shitload of Lakar who all seem to have knockoff typhus stuff, which I don't know which way this is leaning, but it doesn't bow terribly well for us. There's the possibility that Lacard is yet another typhus bullshit thing, which is why they'd only sell worse typhus stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Or Amazon didn't show up because I don't know. Maybe they're planning on shooting everyone, so they sent Lacard to knock off typhus and then shoot people and then not die admittedly not entirely surprising that we're not the only people to go maybe shoot people here but red flag I see like sort of a shitty
3: droid with a laser gun but if anybody sees anything better we could steal better Declan as you say that like and again I think like yeah everything's a gun you're having a good time you're still kind of cranky about things and then your eyes fall on the icebreaker and it's just like the heavens sing <laughs> you know looking at at your son for the first time was pretty cool <laughs> This might be either a close second or a far away first. (laughs) Okay, I lied. I have a duffel bag and I need your help. (laughs) So, Alan, you approach the icebreaker stand. I think Mm -hmm. you've been avoiding this because you kind of knew that it's like like I tend to do this in stores. I'm sure you do, too, when I'm like, oh, man, Miles would really like this. I'm just going to wait till she comes back because she's going to have more knowledge about it. And I know she's probably going to (laughs) want to like maybe buy it. So you kind of come over to join him and the icebreaker is there in all its glory. Again, kind of a long barreled rifle. The barrel itself, it almost has diamond shaped rifling along it. Like it's a very visually attractive uh, rifle, good scope. Uh, But, of course, the big selling point is the auto-generated impact rounds. As soon as you approach it, like as soon as you get within kind of a couple meters of it, a dwarf just kind of materializes, just fucking out of nowhere, and just runs two hands back through his hair, and it just seems to somehow slick back, even though there's no product and he's like, "Oh, hi, hi there, hi there. Hey, uh, I see you're looking at our fine piece of machinery. Uh, that's a that's a that's a beautiful gun. Uh, you you ma'am, you seem like you've got a, a very good eye for taste. And it looks like your bodyguard here, yeah, he's got one too. Hi, hi. Uh, my name is uh, Clarence Salay. I am uh, I am I'm very honored for you to be taking a look at the uh, the fine icebreaker here. This is uh, this is uh, top of the line tech, and uh, you know I think you should be you should be honored to be standing in his presence. Uh, so uh, how many can I put you down for?" So he just
1: materialized, Tom. I just want to be clear for my player. Brain. Did
3: not magically materialize. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, I was just
1: wondering, like, is he a hologram or is he a real? Dwarf? Oh, he's real. He's yes. Okay. Sorry, when
3: I say materialize, I mean like you're staying there and he with just, like a, a long up, stride, yeah. he
1: just that guy like steps out from behind a pole and he's like, <laughs>
3: "I've been here the whole time." Uh, yeah, it's just like one of those. Anytime you walk into a commission-based electronic store, so can I handle it? I got to take a look at this thing if we're going to actually buy any. Sure. Now, of course, this is a floor model, so it uh, doesn't have
1: any of the real good stuff. But yeah, uh, sure, you can take a look. Of course, I wouldn't want you to have like loaded weapons being handed around. We're all professionals.
3: <laughs> we're all professionals, indeed.
1: So I immediately start picking it up. I'm checking the weighting. Like it's that weird thing when people really know guns, where you're running it through a bunch of different like hand checks while you have a conversation. So what's the rate of
3: failure on the quantum reactor? I know these have been thought about for a uh, while. You know, we're we're working on that right now. As you know, very big problem, very big problem. Especially if you want to really put a hole through something. You know, like and he does that weird like thumb to honor system. Then like weird overly friendly like knock on his chassis. Like like this big fella. Like you want to punch a hole through him? You're gonna need something pretty strong. So currently quantum rate of failure, uh, it's about one in three. Uh, When it does, it overheats and currently we're working on coolant systems but we also don't want to unbalance the weapon because as you can feel it'd be very difficult to carry around a coolant tank on top of a rifle
1: it's true so your failures are they
3: explosive or is it just a temporary overheat well they start as an overheat and sometimes they get a little crispy but hey i mean you know
1: if you keep shooting you are rolling them bones you know it's either die shooting or get shot that explains the slogan i've seen all over <laughs> your tensor <laughs> die shooting or get shot it's very aggressive but not inaccurate so is this the only one in there, Tom? Like, they just have the one yes, iceberg on the Yes, it's the one on the, the,
3: the pedestal. Because, I mean, if, if you think about it again in, in show model terms, it's like you put the deactive one out for everyone to see. That doesn't mean there isn't a real one, though. Yes. And that also isn't to say that this one couldn't be activated.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I sub-vocalized Alan, and I'm like, so I might be able to activate this one, but odds are that they have real ones around. I want it. <laughs> I, I want it so bad. Also, Frederick sort of damaged
3: I need the help. <laughs> Only the finest from FF&S.
0: Now, to be clear, we're looking at making a very large purchase. Oh. But before that happens, my security has to be able to test with ammo with all parts. Okay,
3: great. Well, why don't we just set up a meeting for
0: next week? I was thinking more today or never. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This episode of Dumb Dumbs and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at TheRyanLaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is called Stars Without Number, and Dum Dumbs and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yuvern, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Twenty ninety nine. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christian Menicola, Long Long, Jason Denson, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
4: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy. The birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner. She's the music, the style, she's the rhythm, She's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her. You breathe, and you listen, and you wait for your place. Your first step, the call to... The Wanderer is a new fairy folktale podcast from T.H. Ponders, a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to the show by searching for The Wanderer in Apple Podcasts or by visiting www.callofthewander.com.